but I really believe that I can change the world. If I can help one person change the nature of their business because of a, a conversation or a meeting that was set up or a, an event that was held, if I can see that impact one person, then I, I really believe that it will change others for good. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast, inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. This podcast highlights businesses, entrepreneurs, and influencers in East Idaho and gives them a chance to share their origin stories with us. We get to be inspired by their journeys and we also get to know our neighbors better. So both great things that will strengthen our community and make us great. Today I have the privilege of interviewing a local businessman who has had an impact on business in East Idaho through the work that he does and through the vision that he has. So welcome Ryan Harris from Arcane Marketing. Thank you. It's so good to be with you. It is so good to be with so you. So much fun, yep. <clears throat> we have been talking about this for a while, but it's finally good that we get together. It has been a long time since we <laughs> talked about this podcasting idea. Yeah. Right. So, so thank you. So fun to be with you, for sure. You've been a great support of it. So um, last week we had Tyler Crop on, and the week before that we had Miles Arbon on. So I think the listeners, if they listen to either of those shows, have some kind of... Uh, basic understanding of mm -hmm. what Arcane is, yep. but is there anything you'd like to add to help the listeners understand what Arcane is or maybe how it came to be? Yeah, you know, this really was kind of, it all came together because of the vision of what I wanted to create, quite frankly, right? We had, we brought Tyler into Strategic Social Partners over a year and a half ago. Actually, we're coming up on two years, kind of crazy. can't believe it he's so been fast. with us for two years, yeah. it's crazy. And he was our first quote-unquote merger acquisition. And after that... Because, now let me just step you back. <clears throat> yeah. You were strategic social partners. Yes. yes. So prior to becoming Arcane Marketing, I had started a company called Strategic Social Partners about seven years ago. So <clears throat> in that time frame, we learned what we learned and we recognized what we needed to know about really bringing the right type of people to the table. And I sat down, I remember just like it was yesterday, sitting down with Tyler over at Buffalo Wild Wings. As a matter of fact, we were there just the other day and he said, I don't, think, neither, I don't think either one of us <laughs> have been back here since then. Really? Yeah, and, and my, my mojo, my jam, just so you all understand, those of you listening understand, it's like, I get this idea and I'm like, you just need to come and do this with us. Yeah. Probably the same way that we've work together, yes, right? Yeah. We just need to do it this just, together. Yeah, let's quit it talking just makes about sense. It. Let's, let's just do go it. do it. So <clears throat> had that conversation with Tyler over two years ago, and he's been a phenomenal asset to our company. So let me ask you, is it because at that time you were doing strictly social media marketing? Mm -hmm. And what was Tyler bringing to the table? Web, de web design, web okay, development. Yeah. yeah. So did you kind of know all along that strategic social partners needed to be bigger like there was more that we need you needed to offer you know it's funny because as a when i began this company when i began strategic social partners as a whole i realized that i could only be as good as i could at, at a few things i always like to say or gary v who's a, one of my idols always said you know you can you can suck at 99 percent of what you do but if you're really good at the one percent then quite frankly you can be amazing at it so my approach to business in terms of running a social media marketing and advertising agency is we had to be the best at what we were doing. And if, if we 
wanted to add someone else to that conversation, then it had to be one of the best. Mm -hmm. I wasn't just about to go hire a web developer and say, oh, now we offer web development. We're just tacking this on, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you'll see as we go through this process and talk a little bit more about RiseCon, RiseX, and Arcane Marketing, that's what we've done. Yeah. We've constantly realized that business is changing and adapting and social media is one touch point in that marketing process that leads someone to a decision to do business with a, with a company. So we realized that we were good at social. We were trying to do some of the web stuff inside of, you know, inside of our own little ecosphere of who because we had. Because you had clients saying, yeah. do something for my <clears throat> web. Uh-huh. We had clients saying, well, okay, social is good, but how do we track revenue? How do yeah, we track right? return on investment? And so we would set up little landing pages and so on and so forth. And we just realized that if we could control more of that customer journey, not just the social ad product to a landing page, but if we can create more of and, and control more of the, the the sales journey in and of itself, yeah, then we could help businesses succeed even more effectively. Yeah, so that's it. that's where we brought on um, Tyler. Tyler, yeah, and then that's the same exact reason why we felt like Nathan and the Arcane Marketing team was a phenomenal addition, is because they owned the Google side of that, the SEO, pay per click, all of that part that I quite frankly, know little to nothing yes, about. Yes, let, let's let them let's just let be them the experts. It, right? yes. They're the experts. <laughs> so, we, you know, with their years of experience, we brought them to the table. And it's the same exact reason why Gravity Pictures came to the table, right? Because yeah. now we have all these different businesses that operated relatively mutually exclusive, but now came into one. And what's I'll tell you what's been amazing about it is we've had conversations now with businesses and business owners that we never anticipated or expected because we could be that one-stop, more or less that one-stop shop. Now, there's still things that we don't do, and which is always fascinating to me because there's so many digital marketing organizations in this region that they say, well, we do all of these things. And I'm like, how? Like, we have a staff of, you can't. Yeah, we have a staff of 30 plus people. Yeah. And we're still like, well, there's things that we still need to learn or bring in that we Around don't. Around the digital space? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. Yeah. The digital marketing world is just so fascinating. And changing all the and time. Mm -hmm. So fast moving that so often we become, you know, we get, we get to a place where we feel like we're really doing a good job. And I would venture to guess that the job we consider good is significantly better than most in yeah. the marketplace, yeah. right? <clears throat> but we're not content with that, yeah. right? Our main core statement our core focus is we leverage innovative marketing solutions for growth ready companies and what's unique about that is the offering of digital media is only one component of that business right the other part which hopefully we'll get to talk about a little bit more today is risecon and risex yeah and the value that we're seeing that bring not only to the marketplace but just recognizing the power of connecting people authentically and what that really does for business yeah, it all goes together. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is even though we've been in this world of social connectivity, right? Social media marketing and advertising, people are just so connectedly disconnected in today's world that it's sad to see relationships that are not being had because they feel there's an attachment already because they're a follower or they're a, a friend on Facebook. And I see it all the time. I hear conversations. Oh, well, we're friends on Facebook. Okay, so what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, you might have followers on Facebook, but have you really built an authentic, real relationship with those people? Right. Or is it this superficial world of I'm connected, but I'm not? Mm-hmm.
Well, they say statistically, they say we're as lonely as we've ever been mm -hmm. even with all of this ability to connect. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so your title for Arcane Marketing is Chief Visionary. So explain to me, what does that mean? What is your role? I get to do the thing that I'm best at. <laughs> yes, I do. I, I believe that's true. <laughs> no, really, it's, it's, uh, I play a role of seeing the big picture of our organization, understanding the big relationships and how can I really take our company to a place where we have strong relationships with those people that can create the biggest impact in our organization. Mm -hmm. uh, I also get the, the blessing of being the innovator, if you will, and trying to figure out new innovative marketing solutions. What do those look like? What are, what are the trends that are coming up and, and where can we establish ourselves continuously as that leader in innovation because I get to play in the play in the clouds a little bit if you will yeah but also <clears throat> creating a vision for organization right creating a vision for an organization is complex it's it's hard because with so many different people having so many different perspectives on what the the organization should look like it's hard navigating relationships and conversations inside of the organization to really help people feel like they're involved in that decision-making process. Yeah. Well, we talked. I talked a little bit about that um, in the other episodes because I, 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 it is fascinating to see you all come together. You all have very strong points of view mm -hmm. and um, are very good at what you have done in your your specialties. So to be able to see the company come together and have you all work together well is it's a great journey and yeah. and you know it's i think i said it in a different show you can either spark a great fire you know that mm -hmm. makes amazing things or you can burn it down yeah. and so how yeah. do you navigate that but it sounds like you guys have been pretty strategic around this we have yeah we've been blessed to work with aaron markham who was on your show a few uh, episodes before yeah and he has done a phenomenal job of coaching us through this process yeah. what's what's fascinating about organization right now and I think this is just crazy to me, but I'm the oldest one in the whole company, which That's crazy I don't feel that way. I'm a baby, right? <laughs> and so we have, you know, Coulter, who is our the CEO of our company, who's mid thirties, early to mid thirties. Tyler, who's barely breaking thirty. Miles, who's mid twenty, you know, mid to upper twenties. And <clears throat> Nathan and I were like the old dogs, and Jared, and and so it's. And Chad, all of us have such a different perspective on background. And yeah. you're right, it has been so complex. And I think, you know, when you're talking about your target, you know, the people that listen to this podcast, just like me, if there's one thing from a visionary perspective that I've learned so far to date, it's that you really have to involve people in that process. Yeah. Because you have to have buy-in. And then you have to recognize that that buy-in isn't superficial. You have to build that core structure on core values that each person that's involved with the organization has a passion for. Yeah, right. Right? And if you don't have that, it's almost like you're, you're building your house on the sand, right? Well, There's no foundation. It's almost that, I mean, it aligns with the Jim Collins, you know, the good to great kind mm -hmm. of thing. We need to have be in the right seat on the bus. That's and right. it's not that people are failures. It's just that they just might not be in the right role. That's right. So when you can come together with that strategy, make sure everybody is doing what they're very talented at, man, great things can yeah. happen. So it's exciting. Yeah, and it's super fascinating because I, I love that analogy of, being in the right place or being on the right seat on the bus. And I've heard it said this way, like too often we think, a, you know, you think about a bus, right? You're sitting on a bus and you really don't have an impact on the direction of the company if you're sitting in the right seat on the bus. But if you're in the right seat in the boat, 
and you're all have an oar in your hand yeah, and you're trying to point. go in a different direction. Yeah. If you are not the right person in that seat, then the direction of the boat is going to be steered improperly. Yeah. If you're the quote unquote, the wrong person in the right, even in the right or the wrong seat on the bus, sometimes it just doesn't, unless you're the driver, of course, <laughs> then, then there's not a huge impact that's being had. But if you look at it in terms of now I'm sitting on a boat and we're all rowing in the same direction. And yeah, as the visionary, I'm, I'm kind of painting the picture. This is what we want to do. This is what we want to create. This is where we're going. And you have someone that's not rowing in the right direction at the right time then it becomes complex. Yeah. And I think that's been the hardest thing that we've had to navigate is right person, right seat. Yeah. Is the person that we've identified to fit in that seat, is it the right person in the right seat? Mm-hmm. Well, and whether you, um, again, not that I want you to go into this in depth, but we all have egos that we bring to the table. Oh, and you guys, you know, you had all created these great companies. So I imagine if I was sitting at that table, I would have brought my ego to yeah. say, yeah. Oh, this is what I should be doing. Yeah. So again, kudos to all of you to be able to sort that out. And I know that you're navigating it, but it's fun as a spectator to see how you're <laughs> going to do that. Well, and I think one of the main reasons, like I said before, the main reason that we feel like collectively we've been able to do it is because we've established four key core values. And I hope you're okay if I share them Tell with you. Tell them, please. So the first one of those is building for the greater good of the company and the community. And I think that's probably the most important thing in my mind because that means like, we're gonna check our ego at the door. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And check my ego at the door and make sure that we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. The second is grit and hustle. You know, It's hard enough to be on the same page in terms of the, really focusing on the greater good of an organization but if you don't have the work ethic to make the change, like you said, there's seven owners of our company now that have egos. I have an ego. You know, my perception of what it should be in Coulter's and, and all of our, our whole team, it's like, really, what is the depth that we bring to the organization? And what is the core value? What is the, what is the real, the strength that you bring? And how does that, being leveraged appropriately, how does that impact? Align, yeah. yeah. So you've got greater good. You've got grit and hustle. You've got vision and innovation. And the last one is just doing what you say you're going to do. Yeah, so those awesome. core values, and as we went through this process of establishing these core values, this, it was a really cool iterative process. Mm-hmm. And we all came and we, it was kind of like as if it's sitting on the whiteboard and we just went, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And now, now we can measure ourselves against Yeah, them. every decision you make, does we, it align with these? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Not only the mm-hmm. decisions we make internally, but even in the hiring process or yeah. even in the clients we bring, bring to the table. Yeah, do, do they, they align? They, are they growth ready? Because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I've always appreciated the chance to, to connect with you and learn from you and, and work with you, but not, not but, I shouldn't say but. In addition to that, I love the fact that as you navigate this world of business with Oswald, uh, the thing that I see that I love the most is that you guys are always constantly looking at better ways of growing yeah. and becoming more effective in what you're doing. And even to the tune of investing a significant amount of money based on a crazy idea that someone had at one of our RiseX meetings, right? Yeah, and that great. Re- and that resulting in, and those, that's the mindset of the people that we try to bring to the table in uh-huh. terms of our own personnel. But it's also, now that we've identified that, it's, it's kind of freeing because it's given us a whole new perspective on who is it that we want to work with. Yeah, and it's okay that there are people that don't fit. You don't have to work with the people oh, man. who don't it's fit. It's so freeing. Yeah. Because we've had, we, now that we've kind of established that, we go back and look at everything, we're like, 
Oh, that way that didn't work. <laughs> I'm so glad. Can we just fire you right now? <laughs> and well, I know I'm glad that we'll you haven't fired me. Well, well no. I, I, like I said, I, we wouldn't fire you uh, just because you guys have a similar mindset that we do. Yeah, it's been fun. And there's so much passion behind what you do. And I think that growth mentality is such an important part of business too. Yeah. Like there's so many people out there that are, they might be stuck. Just like, I don't know what that next step is, which... In my mind kind of brings us to RiseX, right? So that's my next question. Yeah. You me- you mentioned RiseCon and RiseX as part of your vision. So give us some history around RiseCon, how it came to be, what's the vision? I know that we're just right on the heels of having another, the second annual oh, RiseCon. Maybe. So talk a little bit about that. How <clears> does that align with Arcane? Yeah, that's a really great question. And sometimes I think I'm a little bit crazy. You know, I think there's the, there's an element you of vision and there's an element of crazy. And I think <laughs> I'm kind of flirting with that fine line between the two. Uh, let me take you, take you back on a little journey. June of uh, last year. It was That'd about 3 o'clock, 2018. It was okay. about 3 o'clock in the morning. I woke up and I just had this, I felt like it was ins- inspiration, you know. I rarely wake up at three o'clock in the morning and it was almost like I sat right out of bed and I had this thought, you need to put on a business conference. And I kind of looked around like, what's going on here? (laughs) Whatever. Tried to lay back down and go back to sleep. And I just laid there and then I have a little notebook that's on the side of my bed. So I, you know, reached over and wrote it down and then I'm just kind of sitting here thinking like, hmm. What if? And then you were wide awake, probably. And then I was wide awake. And then I started thinking about all the different business conferences that I'd been to. But the problem, the first thing that came to my mind when I had that direction, inspiration, call it what you will, was like, how? I've been to conferences all across the country. And I think one of the things that inspired me to do that is I spent about nine months down in Utah going back and forth. I was there Monday through Thursday, just trying to build my agency, my strategic social partners company. And I loved the way that they connected. Seemed like every month they had a different networking event of some sort. And I met some really, really great people through that. And when I came back here, my wife and I actually sold our house and we were living with my mother-in-law at the time, trying to figure out where we were going to go next. Yeah. Felt inspired that we needed to stay here. As a matter of fact, I flew home. We found a house, literally listed, put an offer on the same day. We won the bidding war, if you will. And, And then we were like, Oh. oh boy. I guess so we're, sitting, so we're staying, <laughs> guess right? we're here. And so I'm sitting there going, but I want to go to Utah because the energy and the synergy and the just all the cool things that are happening. And then I had this this feeling, this this inspiration. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see this. And so I went in and I talked to my uh, my good friend and my little pepper pots, Adrienne, mm-hmm. who you know obviously and, and we love. And I'm like, hey, I got a little random idea for you. And she's used to this by now, right? <laughs> like, she's been working with me time? for about six, eight months and <laughs> a year. And <clears throat> I just said, I've got this idea for you. She's like, what? And I'm like, I want to put a business conference on. And she goes, I think she started laughing out loud, like, oh, whatever. Of course. <laughs> and then she looked at my face and she's like, oh, oh you're serious? You're not kidding. I'm like, yeah, have you ever done that before? She's like, no. I'm like, well, not only do I want to put it on, but you get to run it. And, and she's like, oh, what? And did she understand the turnaround time we were talking? Because that talking was from June, June to top. November. Yeah, right. Oh, man, it was absolute, <laughs> utter chaos. Now, <clears throat> let me put some more context in place. And I know we're both big fans of Zig Ziglar, right? So he said something. Uh, this was probably when I was in my early to mid-20s. I listened to Zig Ziglar. And I was driving up to Montana 
thinking about investing up in Montana in the oil fields. Right? Okay. And this was middle of the winter. I don't know what in the world I was doing. Yeah. In a little two-wheel two drive car, just going up. I was thinking about buying this, like, this hotel because there were so many people that were staying and I could lease it out, kind of what Airbnb is today, yeah. right? Don't even know where I got that idea. But I remember him saying, you can have everything you want in this life by helping enough people get what, what they want. Yes. And I've always had that passion and that desire for helping people. Just maybe it's my innate being the middle child and yeah, raised in a family. Every, taking care of everybody. Yeah, raised in a family everybody. where my oldest brother was sick most of his life. Yeah. And so I kind of became that stronghold. Um, so as I'm <clears throat> reflecting back on those thoughts and, and kind of my ultimate purpose in life of helping people reach their goals... I, uh, I thought, you know what, I think there's a lot of business owners in this community that aren't getting out to these conferences all across the country. Mm -hmm. That if we created it, it would help them grow. Mm -hmm. It would help them become more, live higher, and elevate their businesses more effectively. And then I thought, okay, this is kind of crazy, but what if? What if we could bring in some really cool speakers? I sat down with my good friend Casey Nelson the very first time. I'm like, Casey, I had this crazy idea. And she's like, let's do it. And I'm like, okay, well, people don't said, think well, I'm said, crazy. Let's yeah, I do said, it. Would, do you think that like Fishers would sponsor it? And she's like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, maybe I am really crazy, but let's do it. Yeah. That gave me the confidence that one person believed in me, mm -hmm. gave me the confidence to begin this whole Rise movement. You just went movement. from there. Yeah. It was just one day at a time. Like, okay, let's do this. And, you know, having that very first conference and standing on stage, I remember just the emotions attached to it last year standing on stage and being overwhelmed, like 250 plus people in yeah. the room. Yeah, what you brought together. What we brought together mm -hmm. and just seeing like the energy of those people. And what's unique is I think we have a different demographic, meaning I think the people that really come and enjoy what we do are those people that have the same mindset that I do, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're, they're learning. looking for opportunities they're, to they're grow. They're looking to grow. They're yeah. looking to network. They're looking to build and establish relationships. And, and if there's one thing that I'm arrogantly really good at is connecting people i love to connect people yeah because i love it when i can see you know a renee meeting a i don't know someone that has a, a large fleet of vehicles yeah, that i can right? say hey you need to know this person yeah. and go work together now go do it yeah and, and i don't see care. it happen <clears throat> and i don't even care quite frankly if there's any sort of if i get any sort of kickback because it gives me so much pleasure and joy in sh in helping businesses make those connections so that they can go to the next level in their yeah. business. Yeah, it's the same thing, and I say it on almost every single show, so people get sick of this, but it's the, as the tide rises, all ships rise. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think you didn't necessarily come out and say that, but that's what you felt in Utah Valley, that connection, mm -hmm. and what I think you're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. is to just bring us together as business owners. There does seem to be some silos between you know, what Idaho Falls does versus what Rexburg there does versus what Blackfoot does there versus what be. Pocatello does. There used to be. But you're breaking down the oh, walls. Oh, man, we are. And, and I'll tell you, it's so fascinating and exciting. I've learned that in order to build solid relationships, you have to invest back into their communities. I, I don't know if anybody's done that. Uh-huh. There's been businesses that have opened up and opened up branch offices in other locations, but there hasn't been a person that I've seen that has really, and, and don't get me wrong, there's probably a lot of people that have. So I'm, I'm classifying that by saying that I've seen or that I've experienced. Yeah. That are trying to bridge the gap from the inside out. 
seems like you've got your Bannock County Development Organizations and your Ready Organizations that are trying to create structure from the outside to get people to work together. You're right. I've invested. I'm on the, the Pocatello Leadership Chamber Leadership Training Program right now, mm -hmm. and I'm meeting 50-plus business owners and leaders in and the hustlers community. in the community yeah. that, that have influence in the community. And it's those people that typically have that trickle effect of what's happening Out. for the mm -hmm. rest. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, <clears throat> to all my Pocatello friends, I'm going to say this, and I'm proud to say it, but I, I thought Pocatello was a lot different than, than, I've, than I perceive. I love I love the people of Pocatello. Yeah, me like, too. I'll tell you, you know, one of my favorite people in this whole world now has become uh, Victoria Bird, right? She's, she's a mover and a shaker and just won a phenomenal award down there. And I was just this last weekend on Friday, I was down there just doing some business. And she and like five other leaders, female leaders in the community got together. And they're like, we're going to just start doing this stuff. And I'm like, I wish we had more of that in Iowa Falls. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. There's not that mm -hmm. camaraderie. They have a different sort of camaraderie, but that influence can impact Idaho Falls. Yeah. Right. And our and influence. And everybody in between. <clears throat> and Pocatello yeah. and Blackfoot. And we have the you know CEO of the leadership chamber or the, the chamber in Ashley in uh, Blackfoot, Blackfoot. That's a part mm -hmm. of us. And, yeah. you know, the mayor of Rexburg comes to all of our events. Yeah. Uh, for RiseCon. Yeah. And so it's fascinating to me to see how that one, go fl flashing back to June, right, of, of last year of 2018, that one stroke of inspiration and direction is legitimately changing the way we do business in this region. Yeah, that's cool. And Very uh, cool. We've only, like, we've only had a little sliver to date of what I really think can happen. Well, this is where it's starting. That's why it's just so. so fun. That's why yeah. you get to be that visionary. I hope so. So t tell me a little bit about that. Were, do, have you always been a visionary? Were you like this at a young age? Hmm. That's a really good question. I don't, I don't know if I was. I think some people could probably say, yeah, I was a yeah, visionary. I was and totally. I was like, always, but I don't how know about if I was. For that entrepreneurial spirit, <clears throat> yes. did you have, um, what was the entrepreneurial journey that led you to even do strategic social partners? I was blessed to have a father and mother who taught me how to work hard, first and foremost, but taught me that I could chase after whatever dream I wanted and I could accomplish it. And my dad was a, uh, he is, not was, but he is. <laughs> He's a phenomenal business person. And the, the reason that I believe he's such a well-respected, in my mind, a phenomenal business person is because of the way that he's treated others. Mm -hmm. He hasn't always had the most success in business per se, but the influence and the impact that he's left on people, it's, it's legacy-based and not just financial-based. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you saw that. I saw that. And, and the other thing that I always saw, and, and quite frankly, this is the whole reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, I believe the only commodity we have in life that we can't trade is time. And growing up, my dad was, he was at every single baseball game. Um, he was at every single event that I ever had in my life, mm -hmm. irregardless of where I was or what I was doing. He traveled with my brothers and my sister, and <clears throat> he was able to be present while still building. He built his business to create a life mm -hmm. instead of built his business and lost his life. Yeah, right. right? And I think so many times there's a disconnect of, I'm going to hustle as hard as I possibly can, but at the expense of what? Yeah, right. And so that pers perspective was very early on in my age. I always wanted that for my kids. I wanted to be you know, that 
that loud. It's funny because my dad was always that guy, the loudest one in the crowd. Right, and, and you're like, and oh, dad, like, oh, stop it. <laughs> and now I'm that, right? <laughs> yeah, well, but you I, wanted I loved that. that. I loved that because I knew that he cared, right? I knew that my parents always cared about yeah, me. Yeah, right. And, you know, there's in, in a world, again, going back to the com- completely socially connected but yet utterly disconnected, that's such a lost art of even parents expressing that love and that passion for their children, mm. right? Most of the time they're sitting on their phones and their kids are off playing on a device. Yeah. Like how many devices do we have in our house and how many are they connected to all at the same time? And we're missing this whole world of this home-centered life, right? Where, where we work so that we can spend that quality time. Yeah. And so that was really, I think, the direction. And, you know, taking a step back, kind of going through my my professional education journey. I got my degree in engineering. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> that does not necessarily <laughs> align with social media marketing. Nor does it with a visionary. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 No, engineers <laughs> and, and, yeah, are very go, black go and white. That's why I didn't fit in very well. <laughs> yes. And I, I love the experience that I captured from that. But I'll tell you, I, I've always felt like I had a calling to change the world. <laughs> that sounds so cliche when I say it. Mm. But I really believe that I can change the world because here's what I've learned is if I can change 10 people for the better and they go out and change five people for the better. Yeah, 10 it's people, just exponential. It's this, it's this ripple effect of if I can help one person find passion in life, if I can help one person change the nature of their business because of a, a conversation or a meeting that was set up or a, an event that was held, if I can see that impact one person, then then I, I really believe that it will change others for good. Yeah. Well, and you've seen it. I mean, you've already well, seen it happening. I hope so. I, I have seen it. Yeah. Sometimes I guess I my vision is probably sometimes bigger than than I would than I would <laughs> well, like to admit because I don't you get need to, see to keep the pushing us to yeah. even do more and more and more. Yeah. I I have <clears throat> heard that said that I'm pleased but not satisfied. Mm-hmm. So there, that's where you are. You're pleased but not satisfied. So we got to do more. That's a great way of saying that. Yeah, yeah. I am very pleased with, and I think I'm more pleased. It's funny because let me just share with the story about RiseX. So it's in the. I don't think anybody knows about this, but the three or four people that I've had the opportunity to hear this story from, but. I love seeing businesses succeed, but I'll tell you what I love more. Um, my good friend, Annie Crossman, who owns Journeys, is a, a RiseX member, and Monica Bittrick was visiting one time, and they sat at the table together. And Andy had a, a high school employee that was really kind of struggling, and, and um, she, well, come to find out she had been, been living with her mom in a car in a oh, parking no. lot. Oh, no. Wow. And... Andy and Monica, Andy said one of the concerns that day that I was coming in to talk about was this specific individual. Yeah. And, and how she was I sitting help? next to Monica, and Monica's like, that's the exact type of person that we want to have oh, okay. come and help. Mm-hmm. Put her on a scholarship. Let because them shower the YMCA. Monica works the IMCA. Yeah. The YMCA. Mm-hmm. So gave her the opportunity to shower her and her mom and hired them, on, put them on a scholarship so they could come and work out and start to earn a little bit of income. And Andy shared this with me probably three or four months later. Mm-hmm but said that that gave them, put them on their feet so they could get an apartment. Oh, that's a great story. That's the story. Mm. Those are the stories that people might say, well, how does that impact business? My business, yeah. How does that help the bottom line? And I'm like, 
It helps you just change humanity. one person's life. Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder if that's why, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that we're having this conversation because people ask me all the time, what is RISEX? Like, what's the RISEX movement? And what is RISEX mastermind? And I'm always, I always say, I, I, I can't quite figure out how to explain it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so much different than, say, a BNI chapter, which I was right. a part of for years and helped start and facilitate in this Eastern Idaho region. It's different than a CEO level networking organization. It's a different feel than that. It's it's different than, you know, some of the other kind of passing lead organizations yeah. that I've mm-hmm. been a part of. It's 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 different than a deep dive mastermind where you're spending four to six to ten hours right. or even a weekend to to learn what really the why and so on and so forth. It's like a glimpse. It's like a glimpse into business owners that are struggling. And, and I wouldn't say struggling, because I don't think struggling is the right word, but I business think, owners I think that what have it is, it, And it gives us an opportunity to be vulnerable. Yeah. In some of those other um, arenas that you explained, we are our business persona. Yeah. We're representing our <clears throat> business in its, well, you know, whatever that looks like. Yeah. But, the, but RiseX gives us an opportunity to be vulnerable and talk about this is what's real. You know, yeah, I have yeah. this great business and it, we're doing fine. But here's some of the challenges that I have. Mm-hmm. And so it lets me be, it, and it also gives me a connection to know that I'm not the only one that's going through that. Yeah. It's almost a different level of confidence. I mean, I don't, I've never talked to someone that came out of a RiseX event that didn't say that was inspiring to me because there was something that I came concerned with and I got an answer to that. Yeah. And maybe good. not an answer, but maybe the next step mm-hmm. in trying to figure out what that answer is. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> or just think, some clarity. Yeah. And so I think it's almost a it's almost this world of um, really I still I still don't know how to describe it, but <laughs> maybe the best way I can describe it, it's a it's a world of um, investing in each other in such a way through authentic means and measures that really changes the dynamic of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Authenticity is definitely a core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like authenticity is the thing that makes it work. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that I've always struggled with with other networking groups. I've I've made great relationships and I've been extremely yeah, yeah. blessed to be a part of them, but I felt like. And, and, and value is measured in so many different ways by so many different people. To one value might be, I closed a deal. To me, I guess, the value and the validation behind any organization or any business that I'm connected to or a part of is all dependent on how connected do I, connected to the organization do I feel? Is it leaving me full, satisfied, facilitated, or is it leaving me asking questions and feeling empty of what is the return on investment. Yeah, exactly. And, and I would just say, you know, even if we have people inside of our organization, this RiseX Mastermind, RiseX Movement, if there's people that feel that way, probably not the right fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we want people that are invested heavily in their own personal success, first and foremost, the success of their business, and more importantly, the success of others. Yeah, right. That's the right. thing. If we come with, um, it's interesting because I think on Miles's episode, I did a business leadership moment on connection and networking um, just because of what connection in that kind of an environment can do for you. And it really has got to not be about us, what we're going to get out mm-hmm. of the relationship. Mm-hmm. But just like your quote from Zig Ziglar, you know, I can get everything I want 
by helping other people achieve mm -hmm. what they want. And mm -hmm. I believe that. I think that that's really key. And it feels like that's what you're modeling in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so it's exciting to see. I hope it just continues to grow with some energy and and that we can that you can expand that to some other um, communities, I hope. Well, and, and, and just as a point of reference, I think one thing to understand is that even if you're in your passion zone, that doesn't mean money's supposed to come overnight. <laughs> I wish so it true. did, right? It's time. <laughs> yeah, right? it's just it, time. It's all that perseverance and that's, yes. it's that patience. But, you know, people talk oftentimes, and I've heard this over and over again, of, you know, find your passion and go chase your passion and be inside your passion. And I love that. I couldn't agree 100% more. That doesn't mean that it's going to come quickly or easily. It, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I think, I think if you are in your passion and it comes quickly, then that wasn't your true passion. Why? Why do you think that? Well, I, I don't know. I mean... You don't think that should come easily if I'm doing what is my zone of genius? I think it can. <laughs> but not but, necessarily. But I, don't, but I don't think it always A little does. trial helps us refine. Maybe that's where you're going with that. Is a little trial kind of helps refine, gets the best out of us. I think it really, it really forces us, if you will, to dive in and dig deeper to figure out really if that is our passion. Yeah. Right? Well, and and if you're in it for the long haul, because it's easy yeah. to have this. Ooh, this is so fun. And then there's something sparkly over here. Ooh, that's so fun. Yeah. So yeah, it really is digging deep into yeah. that. Why? And maybe that's just me because it takes <laughs> me longer to learn. Because <laughs> back to the fact that you have a million ideas and we oh, have to man. focus you oh, in. Oh, man. <laughs> but okay. I'll tell you, but what's interesting though is I had a million ideas. As a matter of fact, every morning when we get up, I always play that song, you know, from The Greatest Showman, A Million Dreams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I want my kids to just recognize like, it's okay to dream. Yeah, absolutely. It's totally okay. And hopefully subcontinent, and I always get the, oh, dad, are you serious? <laughs> We're listening to this again. And I'm like, just listen yep. to the words. Yep. And the other song that we always listen to, um, which is funny, which hopefully, hopefully keeps perspective for me is that song from now on. Right, which it talks about his whole story is I focused on so many of the wrong things for so long, mm -hmm. and from now on I'm going to change, and that's that's just like that. I, that's if there's something that I wish every business owner would understand and appreciate is that the only thing we have in life that we can't trade is time, mm -hmm. right? And our our families need us, our community needs us, our our kids need us. They need that time to really become, right? It's a process. Yeah. Becoming is a process, and too often we get influenced by this by so many good things that we forget about the great mm -hmm. right? so very true well i think you know that's good words of wisdom and was what i was going to ask you is what advice would you have for new business owners or individuals who may be considering starting their business um, on this side of it now what kind of advice would you have and is that it you know that it's time to make sure you have that balance I think it's two messages. I think the one we go back to a little bit is just because you found your passion doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Yeah, that's true. It might come easy, which is fantastic and more power to you if it does. But even if it does come easy and it does come quickly, recognize that we we can only take from this life the things we learn. We can't take all the riches of the world with us, right? And those moments at some point when we're standing on the other side and we're looking back and reflecting back on our life, no one's going to care about all the cool things that we earn. It's very true. And the people who are surrounding your bed when you're dying are not necessarily all those business people. That's right. It's your family. That's right. <laughs> and I hope that, and, and maybe to put into proper perspective, if you do find your passion, 
build it with legacy strength. Mm-hmm. Right? Build it with strength that that you know that you will leave a legacy not only for yourself but for your family. It doesn't have to be financial. You know, like I said with my parents, they're phenomenal people. And we had an experience last night that just validated the amazing, incredible people that they are. And my mom works extremely hard. Mm-hmm. And they haven't necessarily made it financially, per se. But they've left a legacy. Yeah. Right? And, and I think that legacy and that, that legacy is so much more important than how big your house is and who who you took a selfie with at yeah, some event, right? It's hard because we get so caught up in that, and especially in the world of social media, it's the comparison. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have to... goes back to why y'all need to come to my talk at RiseCon, because That's we're right. going to talk about your why <laughs> and really understanding that um, yeah. and and how it does shape the things that you do. Well, and what's, what's interesting, my wife, I love her to death. She's the most amazing woman in this whole world. And she always tells my kids because, you know, we're, we're pretty particular. Even though I run a social media marketing agency and, and all others were like, we don't want you to have social media right now. My daughter's yeah. 13. Yeah. And we just keep re- reminding her comparison is the thief of joy. Absolutely. And those kids, I tell you, those, you know, for those of you that have a teenager, you get it. Like they want, they want to be connected socially. And I'm like, well, just connect emotionally with people. <laughs> like really look them in the eyes and give them a hug and, you know, yeah. be okay with that. And so, you know, we, we I just... I think that gives them an advantage in these days, this it, day and age, because not many so. of them learn that. I hope so. Um, I mean, I remember just growing up, like, so many days feeling, you know, like I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And I was blessed to have some pretty great coaches in my life that believed in me more than I believed in myself. And I can't imagine if I had social media today how I would feel. I would feel they like, have challenges it's, I it's can't a even whole imagine. New challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we as business owners, you know, recognizing going back to the conversation of time, right? That's why we have to have time with our kids because they have to know that we love them more than anything else in this world. Because if they don't feel that, they'll look for yeah, it they somewhere. Yeah, find it somewhere. Else. Mm-hmm. Or it, it's their challenge for the rest of their lives. They're always seeking approval from mm-hmm. whomever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you look back, you've had this journey. I know you've got a great journey ahead of you, but what do you think is the most worthwhile risk you've taken up to this point? <clears throat> Taking a step into the world of entrepreneurship. Okay. I wouldn't say step. I probably dove head first. Uh-huh. <laughs> because did, were you actually in a nine-to-five, got-a-paycheck kind of job at one point? I started doing some stuff on the side. I started building a, a direct-to-consumer business and built it pretty successfully as a side job. But the minute I stepped out of the corporate world and began my real process of being an entrepreneur was... Best risk. I think it was the best risk that, mm-hmm. I, that I took. I think the, other, the second thing I would say is, you know, it's so funny because we hear all the time, like, you shouldn't have partners and you shouldn't get into business with people because you're just going to get taken advantage of and it's like another marriage and it's as, it's hard but I think the the next best risk I've ever made is I found someone that complemented the things that I was weak at yeah yes absolutely they you know that that really brought to the table the things that I wasn't good at and that's when our businesses start that's when our business started to flourish I mean yeah. I worked at it for five years and I just couldn't get the traction the minute that I brought someone in that knew more than I did in the areas that I didn't know. That's when our business started to move forward. Yeah. It's a risk though. Well, it's a crazy risk. And I think <clears throat> what we have seen you do, uh, any of those who have been watching you, you definitely move forward with confidence. I mean, it feels like you are a pretty confident person, but you have you ever had 
feelings of self-doubt like how do you if you have how do you overcome <laughs> this like every day because you you mask it pretty well well i <clears throat> i'll tell you i i don't think i try to mask it by any means but if there's one thing that i've learned is that gratitude is the key to confidence counting the blessings of the things that i have that are so small in in in, in perspective but means so much to me are those things that give me the confidence. And I think it's probably, and not to get religious by any means, but it's almost confidence in knowing that the path and the direction that I'm on feels directed by a holier power. Mm -hmm. Bigger than right? you. Bigger than mm -hmm. me. And so I've, I've always loved the quote, when God speaks and a man obeys, that man is always right. Mm -hmm. Or a woman, of course. But, but just <clears throat> understanding the power that... You know, uh, so you feel like being. what has given you strength in that in those times is faith, like just believing that there is a higher calling. Faith, uh, I think three things: faith, humility, and gratitude. Mm -hmm. Faith in knowing that there is a maybe a, a better idea, a higher power that knows more than I do. Humility in recognizing that I don't know what I don't know. And you know, just that last element of gratitude of just appreciating the small things. Mm -hmm. And um, recognizing that, I, I, I mean, same thing that I just talked about, like comparison is a thief of joy. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Can count so. those, if I can count those elements of gratitude and just be grateful for what I have, like for the water that I have, right, or for the car yeah. that I drive, or, yeah. or for, for my amazing family, like. Then it puts things into it perspective. It puts things into perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's what gives me confidence. Not the success of going and, and closing another big deal or going and, and knocking out another amazing rice con. Yeah, that's, that is exciting. But I believe because it has been so directed by the greater power of God that I feel like that's where I gain my confidence mm -hmm. in saying that I'm doing the best that I possibly can, and yeah. that's all I have. Yeah. I'll give you everything that I possibly can, and I, I need help. Well, I love what you said, and, and it is part of the reason why I do this show, is so that we can get to see, kind of peel back the curtain and mm -hmm. say, we are just really all trying to do the best that we can. We may have businesses, we may appear in a certain way, but, you know, really, we're just doing the best that we can, and, and let's give each other some grace. Yeah. and help each other out yeah yeah you know it's so interesting to me I've I've really <clears throat> morphed my life where I think at one point in my life I compared myself to so many people and the success of so many others and sure. now I look at that and I say you know what I've made some mistakes in my life I've probably said things about people or about other companies and organizations mm -hmm. that was probably just in the heat of, of the moment the heat of the moment mm -hmm. or because of my frustration because of my own situation mm -hmm. and you know as I look back I just recognize that we're all on we're all on a just a tough journey. Yeah, indeed. We're all trying to find <laughs> out how do we get how do we how do we become a good person, leave a legacy in this life yeah. and then ultimately impact our family and our friends and those people that we come in contact with in a way that you know it goes back to legacy, that leaves a legacy so that they're happy to talk about us after we're gone. And left the world yeah. a little bit better than we found it. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. I think we all well, maybe not all of us, but I think those of us that are crazy enough to think that, that we can change the world are those that, that feel that, yeah. that excitement. We that can joy. do yeah. something. We can have an yeah. impact. Well, Ryan, it's been great to visit with you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Uh, you know, I, I think maybe just an invitation, right? We are on this crazy journey together. And, and as we've built out, built out this whole element of RiseCon and RiseX and the RiseX movement, um, 
just an invitation to come and see what we're all about. Don't be afraid. Like we're all, we, there, there's not some sort just of us. perfect <laughs> thing that we're doing. We're always looking for feedback. And mm -hmm. I just, I believe that, you know, I think the last thing that I would say is the journey is so much better when you're on it with people that you enjoy. And I think that's the number one thing that I love about RiseX, Mastermind, RiseCon, Arcane Marketing, all the things that I'm a part of right now is that we've been able to surround ourselves with people that just really light, light each other up and ignite each other and really challenge each other to be better. And it's in those moments of challenge and frustration that in my mind it always something better becomes or comes of those complexities. So anyway. Yeah, I love it. Our social capital is pretty, you know, I, I think I said in another show, our network is our net worth. Mm -hmm. So it's absolutely, our social capital has a lot uh, of bearing in our businesses. So yes, please come join us. We'd love to see you. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for sharing your story and vision with us. Your passion for helping other businesses reach their full potential is absolutely palpable. And I hope you reach your dream of that unified business approach in East Idaho um, so that we can all just help each other. I'm looking forward to RiseCon and the continued growth of RiseX. There's so many exciting things taking mm -hmm. place. So keep the momentum going and being the visionary for all of us. Well, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you again. This podcast is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair. If you want automotive repair that you can trust, you must choose Oswald Service and let our family take care of your family. Now stay tuned for the business leadership moment and learn tips and tricks for your business. It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. Hey there, welcome to the business leadership moment. This segment is brought to you by RiseCon and guys, we are one week away from RiseCon 2019. So if you haven't got your tickets, I'm telling you, it's time to go pick those babies up because we want to see you at RiseCon. We want you to live higher and elevate your business by attending and learning from the people who are presenting there and from, from the networking that you will do with other business owners. Alex Boye is the closing keynote along with so many other great presenters. I, I promise it will be worth your time, so I hope to see you there. Uh, the sister event, Rise X, is not happening in November because of RiseCon, so hopefully we'll be able to see you at the next Rise X Mastermind event in December. Please go to IdahoRiseCon.com for more information or to buy tickets for the event. Uh, okay, guys, today I wanted to approach and talk to you guys about the subject of coaching. So probably many of you in the business world um, and maybe even in personal world have heard the term coaching. It's becoming quite uh, pretty norm for a lot of people to have a coach. And the reason that we, well, I don't know if it's the norm actually or not. What I can tell you is that Kevin and I in our business, uh, we did hire a coach several years ago. And here's the story about why we did. Uh, as you know, Kevin had been in the family business, left for like, I don't know, 14 years and then came back um, and was doing fair in the business, but we really needed some guidance. He's a fantastic mechanic, new to being a businessman, and really needed to have somebody that helped him see things a little bit differently. So he hired a coach and I can promise you it made all the difference that we needed. Um, and it wasn't necessarily because the coach told him everything to do. In fact, he didn't. He just gave them, gave him ideas 
um, helped him find out industry standards, stuff that we needed to align ourselves with, but mostly really talked him through the the his own personal blocks and reasons why he wasn't taking the risks or making the decisions that he needed to make. Um, so I just encourage you all to check into coaching. I wanted to give you a couple of reasons also to do that for yourself. And so I looked up an article. Uh, there was an article published by Entrepreneur Magazine that is that's called The Four Reasons You Should Seek Out a Business Coach. And I wanted to share some of the reasons from that article with you um, and just tell you how they have affected us. So one of the things about a coach, before I hop into this, is that you you hiring a coach gives you somebody who has 100% attention and is 100% devoted to you succeeding. And it's... Um, that's a unique situation to be able to um, have because so many of us, we have friends, we have family, uh, but they, we all have our own stuff going on, right? And a lot of the times in those relationships, we end up also having to contribute to them because that's what we give, right? We give and take. A coach is 100% devoted to you and it's a comfort zone. It's um, it's a place where you can be vulnerable and just let somebody really help you through some of the challenges that you're facing. So uh, the four things, um, one of the things that this author said is that you, why you would want a coach is to brainstorm brilliance. Um, he talks about the common saying that goes, Nobody is smarter than all of us. So in other words, the collective power of many is far superior to the single power of one, which does speak to the value that a coach brings in brainstorming new ideas. Um, and that's that's the great thing is that the um, sometimes it takes a new perspective to think about some of the things that we want to do. And this is a whole different set of eyes that doesn't have any ownership in in the fact that you know there's risk involved they they just tell you how it is here's an idea we can brainstorm it you decide whether it's worth the risk or not but it's somebody that you can you can talk about that um so number two to bounce ideas off of nowhere else do you find somebody solely dedicated to acting as your own personal sounding board a good coach pushes out all thoughts from his or her own brain to be present and just listen to you so they also ask powerful questions back to you. And that, you know, that tends to unearth those self-limiting beliefs or other values that might be driving you. So the greatest thing about that is a good coach does that in a judgment-free environment. Because I think sometimes, you know, we're like, oh, we don't need another person telling us that we're right or wrong. You know, a good coach doesn't do that. They help you decide for yourself whether this will work for you, and then they're your best cheerleader. So it's very fulfilling, and and you get energized because they they believe in you no matter what. Um, number three is to be accountable. How interesting it is, how easy it is for us to break promises to ourselves. So when we're in a relationship where somebody's holding us accountable, we absolutely make the effort to do the things that will push us forward. And usually you don't want to let your coach down, right? They've given you something to do. You know that you're paying for their time. And so you're going to want to follow through on the things that you've uh, committed to. Number four, to receive guidance. So just like I said, a business coach will challenge your thinking, goals, and willingness to grow. Um, usually they've been there, done that. They have experience in something around what you're doing or business or life even, you know, just a little more experience than we do. Um, so they usually bring unique insight that broadens our perspective and our awareness to our own business. Um, 
you need guidance to get where you are to where you want to be. And that's exactly what the coach does for you. The value of coaching resides in the mental tools the coachee learns that help him or her navigate towards success, both inside and outside of the business world. So yes, uh, everything that we do in our personal life flows over to our business. So you have to be willing to be open and have those conversations. But it is nice because it's a safe environment and usually can help you push through some of the challenges um, that you're holding yourself back. So a great way to receive guidance. Um, Guys, every athlete and top performer uses a coach to bring out their best. So why don't you? That's the question for you this week. Uh, What can a coach do for you? I really encourage you to find the right one. There, um, There are a lot of different ones out there. So interview several. Find out who would be the best fit for you. But I highly encourage you to have a guide along your journey. Um, at least try it out. And I, pro- I almost could guarantee you, in fact, I would guarantee you, that it will make a difference in your life and in your business for the better. So have a great week. And um, we will, I, I may or may not be back next week. With next week being RiseCon, I may take the week off. So if not, we'll see you the following week. But you guys hang in there and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.